We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Buffalo Common Council member Joe Golombek. Joe, thank you for joining me this morning. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Now, you know... A lot of talk this week uh, and the last week about the missing fluoride in the water since 2015. Um, And, you know, I I think it's more about the communication to the residents than it is the actual fluoride in the water. Joe, when did you first hear that fluoride had been taken out of the Buffalo water? Um, For definitely a a week or so ago when the story broke, uh, I remember several years ago there was some talk about it. Um, but it was more, you know, idle talk than actual uh, uh, acknowledging that there was no fluoride in the water. Now, obviously, you know, the, the Buffalo Water Board, who you guys will talk to on Tuesday, uh, has said, well, it's been in the report since 2015. So my question is, who is there a person who's supposed to go through that report? Who who would have gotten that information through the Buffalo Water Board report? Uh, it would have been sent over to the council. Central staff would have had it, as well as each council member. Um, that's what I vaguely remember it as being something that was only temporary, um, you know, not something that was going to be long term. So I think that, you know, in in one regard, you know, all of us may have been slightly derelict in not jumping on this, but at the same time, um, if I recall correctly, the way that it was given to us was that it was just a temporary thing. Now, you know, during the week, obviously, we've been talking a lot about that. And I have said, I have said, you know, maybe a major announcement, like a postcard to the residents. What would you have liked to have seen from the water board uh, more than just the report? Is that, Would you have liked to have seen a special alert to the residents, maybe a special presentation to the council? What more do you think they could have done? Uh, yeah, I think that you're absolutely right, Joe. Um, I think that this should have been broadcast uh, more vocally. I think that every single person in the city of Buffalo should have had information in their water bill. Um, you know, we get a water bill, so it's not like they'd be spending extra money to send something to us. And they could have given us the heads up on this. Uh, if I would have been aware that it was a long-term problem, uh, I think, you know, I know I would have had water authority come in. And I'm sure my colleagues would have as well. You know, the mayor says the buck stops with him. Uh, do you believe the mayor is, is, is somewhat to blame? You know, I, I don't want to point fingers. Obviously, we know now. But if there were, if there were somewhere where the communication stopped, where would you say the communication stopped and where it should have gone? 
Oh, that's tough. Uh, you know, probably from the water board to all the executive and the legislative branches, um, you know, to a degree, the mayor, um, to a degree, us on the council. Uh, you know, we should have known. However, as you said, you know, if it was if it was very vague in the way that they explained it, you know, it's not something that we would necessarily have said, oh, geez, you know, they're taking the fluoride out indefinitely. Um, when I first heard about it years ago, uh, I remember hearing that, you know, they're going to be doing some work. There's not going to be fluoride in the water for a little while. And, you know, that was it. So there should have been more communication from day one. After this meeting on Tuesday, what is the next step from the Common Council? Will there be an investigation? What And do you have any questions that you'd like to bring to the Water Board on Tuesday? Um, I'm not exactly sure what the next step would be because uh, I've once again heard through the grapevine that they're in the process of looking how best to get the machinery working so that they can add fluoride. Uh, my main concern is just to get the fluoride back in the water so that people can have it, especially young kids. Uh, so if, if they fix the problem, that's the biggest part. And then finding out where the breakdown in communication was. Now, another topic that came up again this week, and uh, Joe, it seems like this has been going on longer than the fluoride's been out of the water, and that is the 198. We've heard from um, State Senator Sean Ryan. We've obviously heard about uh, from Congressman Higgins about this numerous times. Uh, from and you know, the 198 goes through your district. What is your understanding of the next move to make the 198 something? Uh, well, I haven't had anything specifically sent over to us yet on the council, um, but my understanding is, is that New York State is going to come up with an actual uh, design for the new parkway, which I think if they do it correctly, it, I think it will enhance the quality of life for people in my district uh, and the immediate neighborhood. Um, I think the problem that you have right now is that there was that knee-jerk reaction to go from 55 miles an hour to 30, and it's still built like you want to drive 60 miles an hour. And you know, the only way that you're going to slow down traffic is by putting in an actual parkway, maybe meandering roads, something like what you have by Isleview Park uh, when people go to Mississippi Muds or Old Man Rivers. Um, you know, you slow down there. And the way that the uh, Skijakwita is right now, you just want to fly. And when you're supposed to slow down to 30, you don't. I mean, just psychologically. And so I'm hoping that they come up with a very, very nice uh, uh, adaptation for that neighborhood, something like the Genesee River in Rochester. And it will be something so that people from the neighborhood can partake in. I think it'll be very nice uh, if it's done properly for Buffalo State University College so that uh, kids can walk along there and you'll have some sort of a, you know, bucolic setting for the people that go to school there. So I'm cautiously optimistic, but, you know, the devil will be in the details. You know, uh, Joe, as you said, it is confusing right now because it looks still like an expressway. And as someone who went to school on the 198, uh, believe me, I mean, that was I lived there for four years. That is the uh, the main you know transportation. Are you concerned that even slowing it down, making it a parkway is going to put traffic, more traffic on other streets in your district that aren't built for the extra traffic? Uh, I think. 
you know, I'm slightly concerned, but not overly. I think that it will put some traffic onto probably Forest Avenue, Amherst Street. And what I'm hoping is, is that with more traffic there, that you'll actually have people that will notice some of the uh, smaller businesses in the area uh, and, and start visiting them. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people know about spars in our neighborhood, uh, local meat company, uh, sausage place. Um, you know, I want people to see them and say, oh, geez, I got to stop there sometime. And that's what is hoped uh, will happen with an increase in traffic. Instead of just going to the big box stores, you'll notice some of the other amenities in the community. Looking uh, at the state level, as you said, the 198 um, is stuff from, from the state. State Senator Sean Ryan uh, has been talking a lot about it. You know, we saw from the Erie County legislator this week, uh, they, uh, or I'm sorry, last week, they addressed the potential uh, ban on natural gas at the state level. Is this something the council has looked at and any messaging that council wants to make to Albany when it comes to the proposed ban on natural gas? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not happy about it at all. I think it sounds absolutely ridiculous, uh, especially during that week that we had the blizzard. I had a dozen streets that lost electricity. And, you know, if you're looking at, you know, adding uh, electricity to everybody, you know, I just I think it's a, it's a disaster waiting to happen. If they want to do it in New York City, you know, God bless them. But they ought to be looking at Western New York, upstate New York, and realizing that we're not the same uh, area. We have a whole set of different problems than they do. And I think that it would be a catastrophe just waiting to happen. You know, God forbid there's a storm. And, the, you know, we had enough problems last month, uh, you know, throughout the entire region. Um, I just don't see how, how it can work. Also, uh, when I've been out and about in the neighborhood, I've had people stop me and say, you know, I have a house that was built, uh, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years ago. You know, there's no way that I would be able to uh, change everything to electricity without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, once again, it looks good on paper, but the reality is, is that it's going to be a hardship. And I think that there, it's very dangerous long term, especially with the weather that we have in uh, western New York and upstate New York. And, and you talk about the weather. The last time you and I spoke was right, it was right after the storm, actually. Uh, and we know that NYU is doing a study. We know there are um, investigations into the response. Anything uh, coming out of that yet? And when do we expect that NYU study uh, to be um, to the council? Uh, I've heard that it's supposed to be sometime in March, uh, and I've, I've heard um, nothing from that study. Uh, there have been some uh, hearings in front of the council uh, where we've really been asking questions and trying to find out, you know, where the problems were, uh, what kind of machinery we need, where we were uh, having issues. And I think that what has come back to us is, is that uh, we need a more updated fleet, whether it's in the uh, fire department or in the Department of Public Works, but we need to revamp our uh, machinery uh, on, a, on a more regular basis. Is there anything that's gone to effect now in the case that a, you know another snow event hits in the next month or so? Will there be a different plan of attack after what we saw in December? Uh, you know what? I honestly don't know. Um, I think that Commissioner Martin did uh, overall a decent job, 
you know, with the uh, uh, the snow removal, you know, remembering that we had 60, 70 mile an hour winds up until Sunday, and we were doing uh, search, rescue, and welfare checks until Monday. I think that when you have a catastrophic blizzard of that extent, people need to understand that the safety issues come first and foremost. And it was 48 hours after that that streets were plowed. Once again, thank goodness, uh, because of New York State and the other agencies that came in uh, to help out the city. What I noticed is is that when I was talking to people in the community, um, older people like my age and older that remember the blizzard of 77 were far less critical of the snow removal in the city of Buffalo. Um, But it seemed that younger people and people that did not grow up in the city of Buffalo, you know, had a very, very different expectation for snow removal. Um, And I think that considering the type of storm that we had, that, you know, overall, I think the city did, you know, as well as we could, all things considered. Speaking of the blizzard. When we were, uh, the you know, the face of the nation was, uh, everyone was on Buffalo. We did see some tension between County Executive Mark Polonkars and Mayor Byron Brown. We also saw uh, this week in the Buffalo News, there was a piece on that relationship or lack of relationship. I got to ask your opinion. Do you believe the, the uh, tension between the County Executive and the Mayor is affecting government uh, at the city level? Uh, no, not really. Uh, you know, I think that that was a, uh, a, a temporary flare-up, unfortunately, that occurred publicly. Um, I think that it was something that would have been better off, uh, you know, addressed behind closed doors. Um, I think that comparing the city to the outlying suburbs uh, is comparing apples and oranges. Uh, I was talking to a retired firefighter yesterday about this. And he basically said uh, the same thing. He said, I've driven through every street in the city of Buffalo at one time or another uh, in my fire uh, rig. And he said, he he goes, you know, there's no way that you can get down some streets in the wintertime, especially if you have cars parked on both sides of the street. Um, He lives in the suburbs now. And he said, he goes, I don't have these problems where I live. He goes, matter of fact, there's hardly any ever anybody parked on the street. Uh, on a regular basis, let alone during a snowstorm. So, you know, I I, I thought it was just, uh, you know, a hopefully a temporary glitch, uh, you know, between the two men. Buffalo Common Council member Joe Columbeck, always uh, appreciative of your time, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Okay, thank you, Joe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.